welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the fifth episode of Foundation, season one, Upon Awakening. This episode was written by Lee Dana Jackson. I actually had a co-worker named Dina Jackson. The episode was directed by Alex Graves. I gave it an 8.4 out of 10. There was no empire in this episode, and I felt the loss. I don't think the episode was unnecessary, as some have put out there, or that it didn't really add to anything, because I think character development is something people undervalue (laughs) in television shows. I am blaming it on binge culture. I know my viewership from 15 years ago to right now. And I know that that gap there is always, it it needs to immediately have a payoff or immediately lead to the next big thing. And sitting with something is just not a strong suit to people who feel the need to go on YouTube and express their feelings. It's just, (laughs) and I'm not saying that some of it isn't warranted, right? Uh, Especially, you know, as I stated earlier, the absence of a more engaging story arc. My girl Tania Miller is playing Halima Ifa. So I am thoroughly looking forward to that particular story arc. It was sad not to see it continue this week. However, I think throwing out adjectives like unnecessary or stupid or dumb, that's just, you don't know how to handle character exploration because you're so used to it moving so quickly and you can get to the next one so anytime something explosive doesn't happen to your personal viewer experience then all of a sudden it's dismissed and that's where the unfair criticism comes into play your bias has overturned common sense but this was a an interesting episode it didn't not have its critiques because i certainly do have a few um mainly how is lewis still breathing by the end of this episode because i felt that is something that was due to the audience but alas he's still fucking breathing <laughs> um but yeah we got some some backstory to Gail, which is where we start this episode. Her mom told her to be afraid of black holes when she was younger. Gail wasn't afraid of the darkness, but the idea of an event horizon, the gravitational pull that makes escape an impossibility, kind of like life-altering decisions. Gail wakes from a nightmare. Her mother totally glossed over of being consumed by a tidal wave in the dark swimming as a child. A horn signals morning rites. Children are inserted with these pearls or beads into their cheekbones at birth. Many cultures actually do things that our westernized society would feel, you know, is harmful or abusive or whatever word we want to morally place on what other cultures do as if we don't do weird shit ourselves i mean what is even a size two and why should we be trying to get there but ancient tribes like the aztecs they love piercing the chinese binding their feet and i'm sure many other cultures have something 
in particular to their religion that they do some type of symbolism that is uh part of being welcome into the community gail is an acolyte i wonder if her spiritual power and intelligence is why she is so special and sent to investigate with some others reports of someone at the university the building is sinking due to those rising tides and this is a reality for many certain european countries right now um i was actually watching one of the places where they actually built a whole bunch of three i believe what do they call them false islands reconstructed islands i don't know the exact word term for it but it's not man it's man-made it's not natural but they're already sinking and will continue to do so because of the rising tides and those places will become obsolete but there's other places in the world that are going through the same exact thing they talk a lot about global global warming in this episode <laughs> some very clear things that people don't want to hear unless you're living in the places that have recently experienced these type of calamities because we know how people in america feel about if it happens to you don't mean it's happening to me this show continues to look amazing Gail runs into Sorn, Dr. Sorn, a previous teacher, I'm guessing, collecting books. He reminisces on how her parents used to be his friends and they used to talk until she fell asleep in her daddy's arms. And now they've decided to side with religion, with her father hunting down heretics. Like, whoa, <laughs> I'm glad we haven't seen it, but this place has been condemned as heretical did i say that right there's a lot of commentary about science and religion you know some people thinking that just because you're um knowledgeable that must mean you're not spiritual or don't believe in any type of higher power some people a lot of actual people that are <laughs> philosophers <laughs> scientists they have a tendency to believe in a higher power it's just not defined in a lot of these very ordained religions and that's where their issue is because of simulation we know all about that but think of all the people that were burned at the stake in this episode we didn't see it so viscerally it was just a man being drowned which is horrible as it is but a lot of people would you know show up and watch these things happen have lunch while these heretics that were so wrong but actually were absolutely right and for the most <laughs> selfless reasons you know they're trying to help the people but the people are like yeah that doesn't really jive with what my religion says so you need to die because that's also what my religion says you don't agree with me you must die so I like the fact that Gail is a character that is conflicted because she wants to save him from himself. Like, can you just put the books down and leave? These pages are not worth your life. But he offers her Callie's Book of Folding. And it's based on the chaos theory. Exactly what she used to break the Abraxas or solve the Abraxas. He says, when a planet wants you dead, you die. 
statement because <laughs> it's so uh, it goes back to my george carlin that i was talking about before it's like the planet's fucking fine we're the ones that are fucked because we're going against something that we actually can't just take out with our bravado right this is a force of nature we have no control over it and that pretty much causes us to be fucking crazy sometimes and we know that because look how we reacted to a virus he is a pre-harry preaching how knowledge helps us with the rebirth when the destruction occurs he knows the cleanse will pass but the floods will still come dr soren is busted and brought before the community to face judgment when gail after she's discovered in the room with him must walk away and allow for justice to occur um the fact that these people were smiling is never a good sign like to me anytime you're doing something horrible and you have joy on your face you're batshit crazy because people who do bad things for good reasons tend to feel or still feel bad right I know that there's the sum of the because everyone likes to believe we live in a black and white world right and it's only the right and the and the bad or the good and the evil no one wants to talk about those gray areas that most of civilization was built upon <laughs> if not some pretty dark periods hell we even named a whole section of those times the dark ages but you know it is about if things have to be done that is a sacrifice for the many you might have to do something that's against the moral code if you know what i mean and if you are intelligent you know what i mean so gail being the acolyte must perform the task herself by binding him with the ropes to the books her parents are proud even though her mama had a, a slight moment of doubt like mm. He affirms only knowledge will save this planet as Gail fastens the ropes. But at least it was the high priestess that pushed him to his death. Along with all of the books that he had retrieved, you would think if they were really that dedicated, they're like, don't go to the university. They would just burn down if they don't want anyone to know. But I'm glad they didn't because that allows for our character to be able to retrieve Callie's work later that night as she dives beneath the waters to release him her father has to search further to find green at the family dinner when oh, he discusses it at the family dinner faith being a hierarchy of course allowing additional monies for being involved with said faith it's the thing they never talk about how if you changed your religion you were somehow accessible to the more man-made constructs like money <laughs> and hierarchy he tells her to focus on her blessings and not facts facts don't care about your feelings i will say this backstory was necessary even though some may felt like oh i already know congratulations pat yourself on the back shut the fuck up and let the rest of us process the fact that gail had a backstory that led up to 
and can will continue to influence her decisions going forward of how everything's synced up to her in this one event changing her choice on religion because it became personal right and then how she had to deal with the ridicule of her family how she hid it from them how she discovered math and had a talent for it and how it opened her world to another viewpoint she then offers 50 chitons is it chitons or chitons to send a tight beam to trantor something seers don't allow on this planet that we did not I didn't know Cynex was completely off the grid from the world like we don't deal with that at all that's actually really sad for some of the indigenous people that are still living like there are tribes out there and we're like we're not gonna fuck with them because they need to be preserved and on one hand it's like okay i'm glad we're at that point in society where we can be like eh, we don't need to take those people we don't need we're not really like let that let them find something there that's fucking valuable but <laughs> i digress <laughs> my cynicism with mankind but on the other hand if something happens those people are fucked because they don't have the benefit of knowledge over the last 200 years it's not to say that they clearly they've survived and we as a species can survive and have survived without all these types of things but let's not pretend that that scientific side as many problems people want to complain about it didn't also increase our life expectancy and gave us a whole bunch of positives so with all that being said this is a very deep um soliloquy on that this is when she enters the math competition and her mother isn't pleased it seems as if her mother suspects more but says less and this is actually probably now that i read some interesting african history because i noticed almost everyone was of african-american descent i love that showing a culture away from society and they would of course all relatively look the same kind of reminds me a little bit of africa even though africa is opening up more to some you know possibly years in the future a lot of years in the future they will finally catch up to the rest of the other continents all i meant to say there is there is a deference in the home it would seem to the father figure so although her mother isn't of the same mindset as her husband like i'm not gonna want you dead for doing what you're doing that's a pretty harsh thing to say at the same time she does want to protect her and she doesn't not like because she could have easily just taken the the kelly's book and burned it but she didn't do it she rolls out and gets her tight beam back it's a message from harry selden himself uh that knows she's being well he i like how he played this like oh you solved this very huge equation the empire doubts you because you're a young woman from cenex that expresses pride in her work and offers his support to be uh his guest and to be his guest Moroccan official channels will be contacting her soon not letting her know that she solved this thing that pretty much set in motion <laughs> he himself having his own ideas confirmed to be able to present them to the empire but her acceptance or her feelings in that moment of being accepted 
by him it's very profound especially when your dad says things like i would rather you die you fucking bitch why you bully me everyone asking tellingly and also why she was eager to visit the seer upon coming to transor this give once again multiple layers depth that's something we need in television shows she thanks the sleeper her faith has not been cast aside just because she believes a different um rhetoric on what exactly we should do in the future the seers are aware that they have a traitor in their midst with both parents thinking they should be punished so she decides to declare that she is the one the seers are seeking and that she has been using math instead of blind faith to actually try to want to work out saving her people she begs them to come with her to tranter he said the machine world that is exactly how my mom reacts to any time you bring up the internet she is so she has no comprehension that a you can control the content in which is going through your to your child which has been the the course ever since you know the child accidentally popped on a porn hub and because she doesn't know much about it she automatically assumes it's evil <laughs> i don't use this on a regular basis it's, it's changed the world people are so stuck to their ideals when change happens especially immense change because unfortunately um one of the trade-offs of this more technologically advantaged world is the fact that we also have uh, more anxieties more fears and and soft brains to process this information unfortunately not not a lot of us are geared in that direction which is is pretty sad she removes her beads to her father's disgrace what does not disgrace you father as she realizes that he has reached or she has reached the point of no return her narration continues with the terror continued even waking up like an echo whispering very nice line she is greeted into the foreign ship all alone designed to receive said pod the knife of rachis actually opens the door after she panics announcing that this was a planned ship for race which we all kind of figured out but it's confirmed to arrive on which is why he tossed the knife in with her to begin with i'm guessing he also must have connected i haven't brought up what was behind harry's ear but this episode brings us back to that mystery now unfortunately i'm excited because i know what this means but i can't say anything this was accidentally spoiled to me just in some very casual light reading but i figured out for the most part if i'm right which i think i am what this was all about and how it got there and then how it kind of changed there's this idea that harry knew that they were going to have a baby together raish and gail i think that the show has made it very clear that individuals is not something that his math can predict and thus anything that happens doesn't mean it is harry's plan <laughs> i think that harry suspected that they were sleeping together 
I think that he started to love her as a daughter. And I think that the plan was always in motion for what was to happen next because it's something he had factored in. What he didn't was who the players were going to be. So I know it feels rather coincidental. And sometimes that really is how history plays out, right? Um, it leads to something that leads to something else. And you're like, wow, that connection there. It's just a matter of. But it's not what his actual cycle history predicts. And this is based on if we're right, which the show really wants us to start thinking about it, that Salvor is Rach and Gail's daughter. It's not out of the realm of possibility to how history plays out that the influential people will, their descendants might have a role to play, crucial roles to play in the future because they come from said influence it's not very often that jack from nowhere pops up and changes the entire world even those revolutionaries usually come from a rather educated or privileged background she is the only passenger aboard and finds out that she has been asleep for 34 years and 223 days god I'm glad that they pulled up the trajectory to show that the ship was already decommissioned and on terminus at this point in time. But don't ask me where this syncs up in the timeline because I don't know. I can't figure it out. I think that's kind of a little bit of the frustration. There's a few other frustrations I have with Tamron. Not Tamron. Jesus Christ. TV shows are blending together. Not transfer either. Terminus. Too many T's. <laughs> but I will say, I'll make a comparison anyway. Westworld season one, you knew what was happening with Dolores was important. Very important to the rest of the entire story. And yet, and yet you found yourself emotionally more in tune with what was going on with um, Maeve because it wasn't a mystery. It was pretty standard uh, storyline. You can keep up with it. It moved. It, it hit pace. There was no mystery. So I think the frustration many people feel with Tran... Damn it. I keep wanting to say Tranter. Terminus is that it has a lot of questions and very little answers. We got some this week. I don't want to say that we didn't get anything. But it's still like breadcrumbs. It's dropping breadcrumbs into the mystery. So you naturally kind of fall less attached to it because it's not giving you something more tangible to hold on to and as much as i like the character of salver she hasn't really been fleshed out enough neither really has any of the people on terminus been fleshed out enough for us to be emotionally invested in them to the point that uh to the point of other storylines i should say Watching people shoot something they are cloaking from the Empire's view is enough to make me more frantic than they are trying to rattle you. Like, that was her response. Don't worry about it. They're just trying to rattle you. Well, clearly they have a plan, and we're like seven people with guns. Like, this field is most of the work, <laughs> which one would expect to be, especially if it's only DNA recognized. But if it is being powered by something in a tower, let's not take the prisoner to this what lewis you're so fucking stupid um i forgot her dad's name already 
but he was hilarious he gave that woman a gun and she's like i'm a scientist you'll be a dead scientist if you don't take that choice is yours warden warns farah has no end game to her second in command and that she means for annihilation i'm not sure why she doesn't think her like the people who came here wouldn't all be down for the same cause i didn't really get that and the fact that it didn't seem to have any payoff later on just felt like some dialogue i wasn't sure about and maybe later on it does make sense but for the current moment i was like well you're making a big assumption that he isn't feeling the exact same way and he kind of responds like i have the exact same scars that my great huntress does and even if she's taking us into battle to our deaths clearly we're gonna follow our um our leader the imperial ship jumps into orbit it's like they want and then they started celebrating like they wanted it to happen all along and that should have been another big red flag that whatever's happening they're trying to hurt the empire and we are part of said empire thus we are in danger uh you see the one guy asking for someone to speak with lewis gets there he ain't got no information he's like can we talk to someone who actually knows the movements of the actual fucking troops and that's when warden taps in <laughs> and she warns don't bring her to the tower and that they are planning something now i can't think that the foundation is going to be blamed for this and this is why why would they all of a sudden just decide to shoot down like i don't understand things getting lost in translation but i can't believe that with all this technology they don't have something where they would have communicated to said empire what was going on like the hey we've gotten here there's a nacrian corvette uh the buoy is down they just told us the buoy is down they got on to us don't know anything about it requested our assistance we went to help them sure they could think this was all a trap but why now why would it be a trap now it's more likely that the Anacreans decided to take out something of the empires which is the foundation so i'll be really confused or i'm curious i should say on how they're going to have this play out in the eyes of the empire when he gets news of this absolute massacre <laughs> uh they do kill the local communication just as warden is saying don't take her to the tower because that's part of their plan mari agrees it's a bad idea but lewis seems to think more of the empire than he should and more of himself that warrants a bullet and i was like why is the foundation so stupid and i realized that they are taking blind faith to do what they are doing thus it doesn't allow for <laughs> some critical thinking especially if a prophet tells you where well, you're going to survive but that doesn't mean we're all gonna the foundation survives what about me and my blood my seeds i didn't even know when that one child was like mom i was like mom <laughs> wait a minute did they really take them zygots and everybody they just took the zygots of everybody who survived and made the children and everybody adopted whoever because she looked way too young to be anybody's mama and we never saw that one chick did we see her again that said she was pregnant and didn't want to well i'm not sure because someone else pointed out to me that she had asked gail for the wine because she had decided to put her zygote in the uh 
in the Frozen. Like she had convinced her. So, and that was her way of telling her that. I could be wrong. Gail is not authorized to do much back on the ship, but can search the Imperial record. She's happy to learn the Foundation made it. Then searches Harry Selden's death. She sees he was released into a coffin of his own design in the space. She herself was marked as an accomplice. So I'm glad that they didn't... Well, actually, no, because they said she was an accomplice, even though Ray said she had nothing to do with it. They was like, well, we don't know why she was putting that pod, so she must have had something to do with it. But I think it's rather logical to be like, yeah, that was my girlfriend, and I didn't want her to pay for my crimes. (laughs) But it was left to Lewis to take him in, and we already knew that Harry wanted Lewis to be checked by Gail, but Gail ended up stumbling into Harry's murder, so... Fortunately, she's not there to do what she was meant to do. Lewis informs the Empire and reaffirms their commitment to Harry's dream. At the trial of Rach, he won't answer Lewis's inquiries, only to say that Gail was innocent and that he understands Harry's vision more than he. And that's the crazy part. It's like you're so... He knew he was going to create these zealots. He wanted these zealots to be created, thus it would uphold his legacy generations and generations to come. But he also knew that that zealousy needed to have a rational point, which Raish was going to be, it appears, in charge of, except unfortunately it changed. Raish's last words are to Gail, telling her he knows she can solve a puzzle with a missing piece. Uh, This was so moving, especially when she broke down afterwards, because I wasn't even thoroughly shipping them like that. But it's first love, young love. They had a child together. And him just saying, I know you will move on without me, but also I know that you won't have all the answers, but you'll still be able to accomplish what she ends up committing to accomplish at the end of this episode, which is figuring out why things happened the way they did and for what purpose. Farrah enacts her plan. She had her eyeball used as a something type of bomb thingy. And I laughed when one of the guys was like, uh, I don't know if we should let her do that. <laughs> she is able to lower the protective fence. Gail contemplates suicide. But the ship turning or slowing down, I like the fact that they flip and burn because that's how you would slow down in space. I really love that shot too. And she recalls that knowledge gives us ways to survive the destruction before the rebirth. The ship slowed down as they are going to a destination or approaching their destination. She isn't authorized to know what the destination is, so she decides to look at the star chart to determine where she is to outsmart the computer. But just because I'm not authorized as Raish, like he should be here in place of me, doesn't mean I'm not going to be able to figure this shit out. She decides to go outside and see where they are going since the information is limited. Back on Terminus, there's a standoff. Farrah has her mother as a hostage. She's like, drop the weapon or I'll shoot her. She's like, um, you want me to give up the foundation for my mother? I've never even felt 
the cord that is supposed to be attached to her so you can go ahead and shoot her and we can have a real conversation on the same page with the same amount of leverage <laughs> but it was a way to tell her mother to duck while she shot at her and Mari was like you really didn't mean those things and she said I'm so sorry mom but you didn't mean you were trying to tell me to duck and this whole conversation was not meaningful unless she's not like she for the first time's like I don't think you're my mom <laughs> she's like do you really feel that way or were you just saying those things to confuse Farah because I need to know I can't believe Lewis is still alive kill him do it shoot him I'm bothered by him because just because you have a certain amount of information doesn't mean you don't need to be prepared and I think his ignorance or his arrogance doesn't allow for him to be like yeah maybe we should prepare for a time where we might be attacked and the empire can't show up or if they do show up it's too late the fact that if they were more military trained they might have had a better chance and everyone wouldn't have been so stupid is why i hate him so much that actually happened before the mexican standoff farah said that she had intended to get the crew manifesto why would that be important i am curious to know who is on that manifest that would be important they also said they wanted to use it to commandeer an imperial ship i don't think that is true because you didn't try to commandeer shit the women fight with Salver getting the upper hand it was a pretty drawn out fight scene between two women but mom didn't know how to make herself scar so she's a damn prisoner once again now by her second in command back in space gail goes for that spacewalk and discovers that they are heading towards a dark star what is a dark star i needed to find out in astronomy a dark star according to newtonian mechanics is a star that has a gravitational pull strong enough to trap light under newtonian gravity dark star or dark matter a star heated by annihilation of dark matter particles within it dark energy star and an object composed of dark i think we already said that kind of like resembling a black hole considering she's talking about how her life has been leading to a black hole is uh pretty ominous <laughs> ominous <laughs> turns out farah chose the foundation because she blames harry selden for inflaming the empire to react the way they did you are not prepared and while i really wanted to call bullshit i also felt that she might be right i don't know who blew up the star bridge but it wasn't the anacreans and it wasn't the thespians so there's other there's only two other players in the game Demerzel <laughs> I'm just tossing it out there because why not uh I don't know what the fuck's going on with her what she wants what she doesn't want maybe she heard those commands and maybe she because we all know that Harry's writings were out there and even people in the palace were reading them considering Demerzel's reaction last episode to the religious aspect as if she is herself religious i think that makes for a very interesting character motive for her to be like yeah 
let's just go ahead and 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 <laughs> uh, snip that cord. But it also could very easily, in my opinion, be Harry. And maybe some of his acolytes that decided that they needed to push things to start this foundation. And that was the way to get the either purpose, either, either way. And it definitely did inflame the empire. And it did center around psychohistory. So she ain't necessarily completely wrong. She wants Salvar and makes her watch her people suffer the way her people suffered. But I'm with Salvar. Is this going to make you feel any better? Is this to take your pain away? Why would you want something to happen to other people that was so horrendous that happened to you? You would understand more than anything exactly the devastation that you're... She's like, I don't give a fuck. I feel this way. You're going to feel it with me. It does feel like she has a bigger plan to enact, but I don't think that she intends to, you know, survive it. Because <laughs> if the entire, like, I think that she's trying to get the Empire to destroy the Foundation itself. And thus, they will not have that very critical thing they need to uh, survive the destruction that's already been unleashed. That's all I can think of at this particular moment, but... We have five more episodes to go. Raish Knight finally fully powers into the ship and Gale declares she is not going to the planet. The only planet that orbits a dark star. It's Helicon. This is Harry's home world and they think that she killed him. So. Nope. We end the episode, I believe, relating back to, I, I bet in that knife it probably has like a hole. Because we saw that little thing he took. I'm guessing Harry downloaded his consciousness into that little chip. And she saw the bloodstains and they were, you know, it was almost like it was a, a memory, right? But it was more like he's struggling past death to have a rebirth. Because we talked about that in this episode. As something more like a, a consciousness that... Gail will be able to interact with, which would be great because if she's going to be stuck on this fucking ship and then she's going to need to go to Harry's homeworld, someone needs to vouch for her. But my guess is that this is all set in motion from Harry's perspective, including the death, then maybe the people on his homeworld are, maybe there's more allies there than she realizes. But he will definitely need to be the one to explain what is this new and next step that he has enacted before his death which led to his actual death i don't think that he was sick or taking pills i thought that at first but i actually when they were showing the recap i saw that scene once again and it seems as if he showed him the pill in there but he never actually took it please correct me if i'm wrong because i saw it very quickly but it seems like he showed it to him like a pink heart as if to say it's time and then that's when he started that particular argument. I think that that was supposed to be the setup story. I'm doubting you. I decided to kill you. And then he left. But instead, Gail showed up. And we know how that ended. So I'm still excited for this season. I'm so happy it's getting a season two if you did not know. Um, but it did come out and announced being for season two. So we do also have feedback. So let's take a gander over to the mailbag. Yeah. 
Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Foundation Episode 5. I'm so glad that you did not uh, put this out last night because I was definitely on a struggle bus yesterday. I had to work, and then I wasn't feeling so great after that. Um, But I did manage to watch the episode, but as usual, I didn't take any notes, um, which... I don't know why I continue to do that when I know that it will help my brain to write something down so I can give some coherent feedback and articulate myself the best way I can. But no, I want to do things the hard way and not do it um, the smart and um, easy way. So here I am trying to go off my memory as me and Mimi have said on many occasions is a very suspect but i will do my best um uh, as for this one i really enjoyed this one because we really got more backstory behind um why what happened with gail when she was home um and that whole what led up to her leaving um i really enjoyed that just seeing that dynamic and her her conflict of uh, faith, I should say, or is that the right word, um, between um, going with what everybody else is saying saying to do, um, her parents, the society they were had, and what her heart and her passion was telling her to do, which is her love of science, and um, so we got to see little bit more backstory with that what led to her leaving um and so that was pretty sad them killing that guy because um yeah because learning and reading books is illegal outlawed and and it's uh why can't they just be banished like what you're gonna kill people for wanting to learn that's just so uh, I think you were talking about it in an earlier podcast about um, in this, what this, you know, because you're the history buff. With it, what did you say? The Roman Empire is that what you equated it to, um, or something? I don't remember. Um, you see, this is a, again, like, a, look at me trying to go off of memory. But you, I'm sure you'll correct me and um, like expand on what I'm trying to say. Um, but you, you were ta- you were referring to. Um, this in one of the podcasts um but yes and then we got the sad backstory of of course we all knew what happened with race and all that and you know we had an idea of the aftermath but to actually see it all play out um was really sad especially them spacing race it's like you knew it was gonna happen but it's at the same time it's like i was <laughs> i was in that denial mode, like maybe maybe he'll survive somehow so it's, um it was just ugh. i mean and and you know he died for the cause and it's like and harry and him um they planned this and he knew he was going to and again we, you talked about it uh i might have but you mostly talked about it as you were breaking it down that that episode um about all the the goodbye feels and all that stuff too everything and just the sadness that weighed on that scene um between him and her um because he knew what he was about to do and um 
why he had to do it and the sacrifice he was willing to make for the greater good. And it'd be interesting to know what exactly that is, why Harry had to, it looks like, fake his death. But I'm confused by that. But if not, I mean, we saw what we saw at the end. So that threw me for a complete loop. So I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on that. Because I'm like, what the hell? Um, Because I I got nothing. I mean, so I'm going to just listen to the podcast and hear what you got to say. But yeah, um, they're apparently heading to Harry's um, home planet for some reason. So I'm wondering... It's something that's going on with that. It's just so much, so many unknowns. I love it. Uh, I don't even know what to theorize because it's like, I don't even know where to begin. Like, there's a reason. All this is happening for a reason. This is all planned. Her, this ship finding her. Put, you know, this, the ship going to Harry's home planet, seeing Harry at the end of this. Um, And I'm like... If Harry is alive and Raish isn't, I'm like, wow. So he really, he sacrificed his life for Harry and Gail because there's a greater purpose that, um, that yeah, aside from apparently him murdering himself, martyring, am I saying that right? Um, there's a greater purpose um, aside from that because, yeah. Then we got Terminus, all that's going on with Salvor. Which, by the way, I'm still with you, Christina, and thinking this is their daughter, and that, um, and which is why he, there's this contentious relationship between Oldu, I forget his name, um, and Salvor because he knows that he he's the she he she's the daughter of what they see as murderers of their god, um, so. Yeah, because I'm like, she's the warden. Yeah, I made her the warden. Yet you don't, you don't respect what she has to say when it comes to these people, these Anacreans, and why they're here. And then of course it comes back to bite you in the butt, your arrogance, and thinking that you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about, and come to find out you don't, and she does, and she was trying to tell you behind, and you wasn't listening. And now, look, the whole city is being destroyed. Everything I worked on, worked for, is being destroyed. Um, so, that's sad. Um, but, yes, love that fight scene between the Nacrian, what do you call it, Huntress, and um, Salvor. That was awesome. That was badass. Um, what else? Uh, hopefully, I'm assuming Hugo is okay. I mean, he got hurt, but that he's not dead. So they just want us to believe that he is, I'm guessing. But yeah, that's going to be, it's just very interesting. And of course, we all knew that whole Imperial, We, I mean, when they were building that gun and, you know, and waiting. And I was like, yeah, this is all a setup. This is, you know, she's telling you and she's telling you and no one is taking heed because of what they believe Harry, which is probably part of the the whole thing. Uh, he probably seen this as part of the plan. So oh, it's going to be interesting how this all plays out. But yeah, that was predictable. We knew that they were going to blow up that ship and all that stuff. And yep, and that's going to get Brother Day, Brother Dusk and Dawn's um, attention for sure. And so... 
yes, it's going to lead to some very exciting things going forward. I look forward to it. I think that's all I have. That's all I can remember. Um, but yes, I was very intrigued by this episode and all that went down in it. I did want to note, I said this offline a little bit, but I thoroughly, I've been listening to your podcast for, I don't know, how long have I been listening? Almost three years now. And I enjoy the your podcast. I enjoy your overall, your smile, even when you're clowning. That was Queen Chai with her thoughts on the episode. I'm glad that you appreciated the backstory <laughs> and that it was, see, this is why it's great to have backstory because people actually like that. I just hate when that overwhelming crowd jumps on the internet trying to make people believe a certain mindset that simply is not true about what is going on aboard that ship i'm just gonna say mildly interesting i talked about some of it (laughs) in the podcast so i won't reiterate uh he is dead harry selden i will i will say that definitely they showed his corpse He, he he seems like he's dead but he seems to also maybe have survived in some context um I will say on Terminus, more people should be dead with all them bullets and the fact that they were overwhelmed. It was like 50 people at each fucking gate. <laughs> I didn't even mention that Hugo was shot because I didn't think he was dead either. I think that him and Salvor might leave the planet by the end or they might stay and just be connected to something else. But that is uh, going back into mildly interesting territory. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, how is the Empire going to respond to this? I think that's really a a topic of interest because it's going to be dust responding to it, too. So the same man that made all these fatal errors prior are now is now being confronted with the reality, (laughs) not only the curse out, but the reality. Something I noticed last episode, too, and I did bring up the fact that they were uh, the day and dawn you know he seems to be really hard on dawn day but he even i think it's because he notices more acutely than dust does about what exactly like he's seen the um the disconnect he sees that his younger self is not even picking up the glass the same way and it's freaking him the fuck out that's gotta freak you the fuck out like all of a sudden you're watching you but you're no longer you and you're morphing into someone else not in the same context as the person you were all these three thousand years i think he's having an existential crisis and i think him going to go find a religious person (laughs) who knows all about how to walk a person through an existential crisis by conforming them kind of reminds me of and this is what i'm actually thinking i'm gonna throw out this prediction now because i get that because harry said in the beginning you need to stop this genetic clone thing i don't think they're gonna immediately stop it clearly or something's gonna happen where dawn's like yeah i'm not fucking down with that i think that day currently is compromised as a person and he might be like constantine where he actually adopts christianity because the Romans, what they did was persecute Christians very often in the arenas. 
And then all of a sudden, Constantine was like, eh, why don't I go ahead and just adopt this new religion and make everyone Christian? And then you get the Byzantine Empire after the fall of Rome. And the Byzantine Empire is able to survive in the New World much longer after the destruction. All of this with their cycles. I love the way they're playing with history in this. So that's my, my prediction is that he might get turned. <laughs> Even though he was so upset, he got five episodes with Tamia Miller to get turned out. <laughs> it would be a good correlation to what they're they're trying to do with the Romans and the barbarians at the gate. Or not really at the gate, but you know what I mean. So Dust though, he might overcompensate. He might decide to fall right into the trap that Farah has planned and just destroy the whole fucking thing because he's an idiot and then Day is not there to be like don't do that <laughs> is Demerzel with Dusk still? I'm not sure or did she go with Day? I do know that Dawn is not mentally capable of <laughs> making any calls right now and that I'm really scared of what's gonna happen to him because I'm thinking of this and I don't know why because I'm going pulling from history <laughs> but there was actually was it the son of Otto Bismarck or was it somewhere else where he just wasn't down for everything or anything <laughs> this is not Roman history this is just he uh had a girlfriend they had a suicide pack and that's how things went down with that I hope that's not where we're going with him but he seems rather bleak and suicidal so i think that watching everything fall under or, or and then for him to be not even adequately able to deal with all of the falls at the same time i don't i don't think homeboy is gonna it's gonna be able to compute and to your last commentary i think yesterday i was just in a very um tender mood so to speak or maybe because every time i go to my mom's house every time i'm just criticized and i know part of me knows that she doesn't mean to be like this but she is and sometimes she can get in my head so i think when i was hearing your feedback i'm like well maybe i am being a little because <laughs> she was guilt tripping me about how i don't do this and do that and other thing how i'm so anti-social and how i'm strict in my own ideas but then again she actually said to me i don't understand why trans just don't be gay hey bro what oh my god and then i saw my dad and he just he looks every time i see him now I get really scared because i think that he's just gonna pass away at every moment and you know it's it sucks seeing your parents get old <laughs> it just does so i was just in an emotional place yesterday so i didn't hear the joke of the, our regular banter all i heard was you're hurt and i need to make it better <laughs> so i appreciate you reaching out to me and letting me know that wasn't the case because it was on my soul because the people i do care about in my life i really you know i'm always down for the critique and listening and reacting accordingly i still think you like seeing teams together and families together because you know you like that stuff 
while me and Mimi have like family issues that you don't even want to see played out even a little bit on TV. <laughs> no matter how much it might actually make sense. It just got this negative bias. <laughs> I'm laughing because it probably is true. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize your feedback was more playful or clowning as we do. Because we do. I know I do. You know, sometimes I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> no, not what you say. I'm glad you don't want me to change because clowning you is half the fun. <laughs> this week because i'm getting slap happy and lord knows how long much longer my neighbors will be quiet because i've had to pause like 50 times during this recording because it's raining outside <laughs> so the kids ain't got nothing to do but run back and forth so if you want to send feedback on our next episode blackgirlcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe and until the next time peace hair grease Black like magic.